Your martial arts movie podcast. Aha! I threw that shit before I walked in the room! Featuring drunken Thai boxer, Will. Too bad you will die. The also drunken wrestler, Mark. I said I don't want trouble. And drunken karate master, Zero. You've lost your boss. And now, call, call, call. I don't come through. You know, baby. Fists of Fail. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> sounds like like a racing theme or something. Uh, no. <laughs> Your rendition there. Who? who okay, no, everyone knows that theme. Where is who made that score? Like, is it anybody? I think it's the Immortals. The Immortals. <laughs> wait, wait. Is that um, is that a joke? Or are you being serious? <laughs> no, I, I'm actually kind of serious. I think that's who did it. That's the name of the the group or the DJ or whoever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, group. Okay. So it's it's um so the sound soundtrack by the way which uh, my brother owned uh, or owns still to this day was one of my. By the way, welcome back, up. Mark. Yeah, yeah, right. Hello. <laughs> welcome back to from the dead. I Just like reborn. a Mortal Kombat character. Oh Go my on. god. <laughs> <laughs> Just like every after every round, I come back. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was performed by the Immortals. You're right about that, Zero. Um, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's very interesting. They actually had great songs. It's amazing that whole soundtrack. Oh yeah, uh, I had that soundtrack. I grown okay. up that that was just playing all the time off of cassette in our van. <laughs> in the van, nice. Yeah. Wow, in the van. You you had a cassette. That's, that's pretty boss. Yeah, that's how old I am. <laughs> um, all right. So you two have an affinity for this movie. This is mm-hmm. going to be, it's not going to be as bad, but it might be a replication of our Beverly Hills Ninja episode. Because yeah, I'm the one, I am the outlier here. I don't have an affinity for this movie. Um, uh, this is the first movie I personally rented from mm-hmm. Blockbuster hey. uh, wow. by myself, right? I was, I mean, by the time I was like 12-ish, the movie was already like seven years old, but whatever. Like I, I was dying to see it, so I rented it and I watched it. And then I, my sister caught me because I rented because a movie it was really porn. <laughs> well, no, it was like she didn't want me to watch the movie, so she revoked my blockbuster card. Oh damn! Wow. Um, but then I looked back on the movie. I'm like, I don't think this was the movie that was worthy of getting re- my blockbuster card revoked for. Like, I, I would have watched anything over this movie. Uh, that was way more worth it. I would have watched scary movie over this. Um, oh. I, so I. But anyways, uh, I watched... Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't 12. I was probably 10, 10 years old. And I watched this movie. And I, I remember the, this was the first film I ever watched. And I thought, wow, movies can be bad. <laughs> because wow. as a 10-year-old, you don't you don't have a semblance of what's good or bad. You're just like, a movie's a movie. And I, I watched this. And I was like, oh, this is not good. Why were you so but... adult as a 12-year-old? What the hell, Because <laughs> I've always been a cynic. <laughs> um, all right. So... Uh, in preparation for this movie, I I was I had my expectations really low. But then, what? That was like tw- like twenty years ago, right? So maybe my expectations are different, especially with this new show that we're doing. Um, I appreciate it a lot more for sure. Like leagues ahead of what it was before. I don't have the same nostalgia as you guys. True. Um, but I think uh, you know, like with that aside, I want to ask you guys: Are you guys big fans of the game? Yes. <laughs> Do you have a nostalgia for the game? Because I don't have that either. Uh, I do, but I differentiate that from the film. Do you think it's necessary to differentiate from the the games? 
um the movie from the games yeah, i don't think yeah. it's necessary i think it'll only help you enjoy the movie more if you have an appreciation nostalgia for the games mm, well that kind of comes with uh anybody who is a fan of video games and then they make the movie adaptation because there's that danger of loving the source material and then just hating the adaptation because it's it's not the source material and people sometimes aren't able to get out of the mindset that when you make a movie adaptation, you, you can't have every single character, every single story beat fit into a 90-minute movie. So right. having that separation, I think, is key. Yeah. And, I, right. it could, and I think what they did here was fine. Yeah, Because yeah. yeah, if, you, if you try to squeeze everything in there, you would get Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Exactly. They actually uh, did a pretty good job, uh, all things considering, because usually the adaptation films... Uh, sucks so fucking much um <laughs> this was different enough and little trickle down of just like special effects or a little like uh, dialogue here and there that was mm. spread out through the movie that makes you think about the game but it right. on its own is a standalone and it only is bettered by nostalgia and reference to the games i think right yeah i per well so, uh, watching this movie again i, I had to okay, so now that i'm a full-grown adult like, and I'm, i have enough nerve Are you credit, sure right? about that <laughs> uh, i mean I'm, I'm kind of an adult you know sometimes i look at my my pokemon uh collection and i think otherwise but uh you know I, like i have enough nerd cred where i can say that you know i played i've seen enough or know enough about mortal kombat which in which case like i can say that i know mortal kombat but watching this movie I have to judge it on its own judge it on its own merit. But I mean when Paul W. Sanderson, the director of this movie, made this film, he made it as some sort of like um uh not love letter, but like you know, like he clearly had a passion for the game. So like he, he tried to transcribe that onto the screen as much as possible. And I I don't have I don't like watching it, I'm like, I don't know what it was like to be a nineties kid who uh who was into mortal Kombat? so hey i don't know was there something that was lost on me maybe maybe but at least it ain't no like batman forever <laughs> yeah choke on that whiskey <laughs> well i think right. at the time too this was the first successful uh video game movie adaptation uh right. it was like three weeks number one at the box office so they were just everyone was just so surprised yep. um but yeah uh, looking back I feel the story is a little too complicated, although it's pretty straightforward. Now that now that I've yeah. watched it again, it man, it's been years. Maybe like around similarly to how long it's been for you, Will. Uh huh. Well, but, I mean, uh, sorry, sorry. Well, I was, I was just gonna say, yeah, like uh, I feel that they could have stripped down the story even simpler, and I probably would have enjoyed it more. That was the only thing I noticed upon rewatching that all the thing with oh, uh, this is the uh, this is the tenth tournament there's been nine before it the outworld is gonna merge with our like i was like oh, i don't want any of this stuff just keep it like a tour <laughs> just keep it but, a tournament but that's, but that's lifted from the games right yeah well, i i yeah, I, yeah. I would have wanted something a little simpler because there's so many moments in the plot where it's just exposition dump people walking around these very nicely yeah. real real built set, sets mind you which is always nice but then it's just like raiden having to tell everyone well this is the story this is these are the stakes and then the the pacing just you know grinds to a halt because we have to start taking in all this information. Yeah, right, right. Um, okay, yeah. Well, I mean, I thought I thought it was actually fine, and I, that's weird for me to be so forgiving. Period. <laughs> Usually, I'm, I'm quite the Debbie Downer. Um, but you know, like I, you know, like what the story is actually like like the bare bones you know of the story is very very simple. Have you seen Enter the Dragon? 
There you go. <laughs> That's the movie. That's like, what else is there? It's like Descent of the Dragon with a lot more killing, but not nothing graphic. That obviously. That's fair, except... Bruce Lee is Robin Shue. Yeah, yeah. Well, Robin Shue is based on Bruce Lee. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. Oh, no, not Robin Shue. When Robin Shue's parents were, were conceived, <laughs> trying to conceive him, they're like, we got to make Bruce Lee. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> he was born with nunchucks in his hands. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, Robin. Okay. So, since we're talking the topic of Robin Shue, let's just introduce our main players, right? So, we have. Robin Shu playing Liu Kang, uh, our main character. Uh, Lyndon Ashby, who's Johnny Cage, who I believe isn't uh, a full-fledged martial artist. He apparently has a boxing background and you know, did a little bit of martial arts himself. But, uh, you know, he was a martial artist. Uh, but for the, for the sake of the movie, he did do uh, quite a few of his own stunts. And then the rest, uh, you know, like they're not main players. I, I will maybe we'll mention Bridget Wilson because she plays Sonya. I, I mean, when we talk about her, we'll talk about her. I don't have anything substantial to say about her. To clarify, um, they're not ma- major players in um, in the film. Characters. In the film, not in the game themselves, yeah. because yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, I mean, well, basically, well, so, all the main. So I would say that Sonya is one of the main three characters, but I guess in terms of us speaking about her specifically for this podcast. She's not a trained martial artist, you know, no martial arts skills that uh, she had beforehand. And she, you know, she had to learn for the film. And you can see that she is, you know, obviously the one that's weakest in terms of uh, her choreography. But she pulls it through. She actually does a pretty good job, things considered. I actually thought there were some other people that could have been like stuntmen or potentially uh, non-martial artists in the movie that were in the tournament that actually sucked a lot worse than her. In terms of choreography and martial arts ability, right. well, well, again, we'll we'll go in more specifics and explaining why we think that way. Um, but you know, like we have, we have a lot of characters and uh, a lot of characters in movies, obviously, because we're lifting it straight from a fighting game with all these fighting game characters. So you know, it's obvious for obvious reasons we can be going down this list. You know, but you know, like the the two standouts that make this movie for me on this upon this uh, more recent viewing. Are two actors. They make this fucking movie. It's uh, uh, Christopher Lambert. <laughs> I want to talk more about him in a second. Okay. And, uh, and uh, Kari Hiroyuki Tagawa. Uh, uh, okay. I can never pronounce his name correctly. Shang Tsung. Yes. He is the definitive Shang Tsung. Like, uh, I, like that. He was, when I was younger, I always, like, as much as I didn't like the movie, I knew that this guy was, he made this fucking film. He was the best part of the movie. Yeah. Well, they gave eyebrows. him these, yeah, they gave him the simplest lines, but just, how great his delivery was you just you quote it you know you can't help but do it all the time your soul is mine skeptical on the delivery but still agree overall in terms of oh you think so um, no, I, I like his delivery it, it was a little patronizing i felt because it was like <laughs> but he was trying to he was trying to take all their souls of course he was being patronizing <laughs> fair fair that's why it works but it's just like he's literally reading lines from the fucking uh, oh you I know the the Right. The the uh, script. <laughs> what do you call it? The, the script. The script of the game, like you know, right. flawless uh, victory. Like oh, oh, some, sometimes yeah, th- those feel like a little bit more shoe, uh, like shoehorned in. Mm. But I was like, yeah, that's fine. It's 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 an homage, obvious homage to the um, the, the games. But you know, it's fine. It's, it's a little bit campy, but his his performance is so good. And I didn't know this until uh, watching the behind the scenes with him. That he has a completely different voice. He doesn't sound like that all the time. Oh yeah, he, he's he's like kind of soft spoken, uh, and yeah. he seems like a little reserved in how uh, yeah. how he uh, comes across. 
compared to the character of Shang Tsung, who is just this, you know, uh, soulless mind. Yeah, this this <laughs> immortal presence to him. So when you mm-hmm. hear him on the behind the scenes, you're just like, whoa, whoa, like yeah. mm-hmm. huge disconnect. So I give a lot of props to the actor because of the delivery. Yeah, for sure. Right, right. Yeah, um, you know, like the, he, his performance is so good that, like, I mean, he he from in my head, he he became the definitive Shang Tsung. Um, he's, he's just that good. Um, so much so that they even can't recasted him for the the video game, the the two thousand, right. the what? The recent the, one, the Mortal Kombat one. Eleven. Yeah, Eleven. Yeah, there you go. Well, um, and, but you know, they yeah. yeah, yeah, they has voice and his likeness. Um, I mean, it looks a little different, but you know, all in all, like it, like they can clearly tell like. The game influenced the movie, and now the move the games are no the game influenced movies. And now the movies coming back around and influencing the games. Right. It's kind of weird. Yeah, and and multiple um, reincarnations of the game as well, not just one. I mean, from that point onward, you pretty much have a defined the, the facial features of a character. Yeah, right, right. Um, so that's uh, Tagawa, Kerry uh, Tagawa, uh, obviously a big standout for this movie. We're, I, I, want, I do want to shout him out quickly before we talk about our main action stars uh, and the action itself because they're, they're just that good. And like, you know, I feel like it'd be a shame if we don't give him some sort of mention before we you know, go in further in detail. Uh, the other one being Christopher Lambert. Oh. Christopher Lambert is great as Raiden, even though Raiden doesn't fight throughout the whole movie. What do you Which mean? is fine. He never he, he never lightning. fights. He throws lightning. That counts. That that's not that's not. <laughs> <laughs> He's a firebender. No. <laughs> <laughs> what is he? Sure. A yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so one thing, uh, like uh, Raiden also has this like uh, cr- like really raspy voice, and you know like his a certain um, presence that he has in each scene, which I love about him in this movie. But then watching the behind the scenes. Also, kind of disillusioned me because I, I I love Christopher Lambert. I loved him in every movie I've ever seen him in. But I didn't know that he had such a thick Long Island accent. <laughs> <laughs> that that is like you know I just I'm like I'm amazed because he, he clearly is a good actor if he can he can mask that because I was expecting like oh you guys no you guys gotta fight in the tournament and shit yeah, yeah you know <laughs> forget about it you know you can go do that thing. <laughs> um, yeah, so those are the two standouts. Um, that I want to at least point out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, so, yeah, like I mentioned before, Robin Shu, uh, Lynn Ashby, uh, uh, Bridget Wilson. And we have some other characters in the movie uh, who are played, you know. Somewhat you relevant. Know, like, uh, somewhat relevant, you know, like more like the villains, I guess. Kano, you know, they're siding with Kano, Katana. Katana. Um, and then, uh, obviously, like Scorpion, mm-hmm. Sub-Zero, Reptile, all the ninjas, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> which are illegal <laughs> in some <Yeah>. countries. <laughs> Right. Um, uh, yeah, so, um, I mean, I guess we could just kind of, like, jump straight into the action now. I mean, we're not jumping straight into it because we derailed for a little bit. But, yeah, like, uh, it is a, it is a, a, a martial arts movie, you know, like, uh, first and foremost. So I guess we can kind of, like, dive right into that. Um, and it's a tournament so, movie, so you would hope that there would be fights, right? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, well, in the very beginning of the movie, we kind of have a pre-tournament fight, right? So we have... Uh, I don't even know if I would mention that. That is, it's slow motion to hell, and there's, like, maybe two hits thrown. <laughs> Barely an exhibition. Right. Oh, no. Well, I, you're referring to when Shang Tsung kills uh, Liu Kang's brother, right? Yeah. That's not a spoiler. That's like the first that, two minutes. That's of the movie. opening of the film, yeah. Yeah. And if you, again, if you've seen Enter the Dragon, lifted straight from that. <laughs> the sister dies in that movie, and that's the motivation for Bruce Lee. 
Um, no, no, I, I, I wasn't even referring to that. I was referring to Johnny Cage's introduction. To oh, that, his right? uh, his staged uh, movie fight. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, like it's uh, you know, it's it's short, obviously, but it's supposed to introduce like what well him as a character, right? So you know, like every it's it's completely staged. He's fighting a bunch of people. Uh, everyone's wearing suits, which clearly limits people's mobilities. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then I, I mean, like, obviously the end of it is played for laughs, right? So the, the final character, you know, does not take the fall because this, this stagehand doesn't know how to, you know, do anything. Drop on cue. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, right. you have the, the case of like the uh, incompetent stuntman almost. Right. And uh, he receives like a spinning roundhouse kick and then he's supposed to fall, but he does not. <laughs> right. I mean, all, all in all, like this one's really not something you know worthy of like going too depth with it it seems like pretty simple straightforward choreography it seems like linden's actually doing all of the, his own stunts and all his own choreography in this one um but there's nothing too dangerous or um uh elaborate here so i think it's you know like you know like obviously it's for obvious reason it would be just him yeah um yeah and then we can fast forward a little bit like once our our main characters are kind of forced into this tournament right um it's really what they, they are make their way in they have no choice at all yeah right right well they're destined to right that's that's what the story is. they're manipulated into doing it basically i mean they, nobody tells them anything shang Tsung is uh portraying um the, the a, a sensei for johnny cage sonia basically is forced to because shang Tsung it tells kano to stalk her or something <laughs> and then you got uh luke Kang uh because he's out for revenge, revenge. or whatever the hell yeah mm-hmm. so it's just right, like right. and Raiden somehow is like yeah me too i'm a part of this <laughs> <laughs> well he's supposed to be the sensei you know he's uh well, the one guiding them right well yeah, yeah he it, it, uh they are like Raiden's selection for being participants in the tournament and i think so i think somebody mentioned this in like one of the q a's it's like why did Raiden pick these guys like you know, Shang Tsung picked uh, Sub-Zero and Scorpion, you know, two ninjas with superpowers. And then you have three human fighters who, you know, <laughs> we don't know if they have superpowers or not. Uh, maybe right. you find out later in the film. But I can't believe I'm going to defend this. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, I think he picked them. And this is just my logical train of thought is the fact that so it was the uh, the other world, right? That was the name of the other realm. Yes. <laughs> um, where they are superpowered creatures or humanoids, whatever. Um, and then so it's that world versus another world. So you have to choose your players or your yeah, yeah. pieces from each world. So because the, it immediately becomes a disadvantage because one world is superpowered, one is not. But you are forced to pick the best of the best. But honestly, that choice, like, he could have picked Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, to find <laughs> Goro or whatever, like, come on, like, something. Right. Just well, Raiden, no Raiden was, like, walked into a movie theater and was like, oh, this Johnny Cage guy looks really good. <laughs> so they got, what are movies? They just got, <laughs> it's like, what's a movie? I don't know what that is. Um, so, you know, the, the other standout player, I guess, in the movie isn't the actor themselves. It's a lot of CG. Yeah. <laughs> Early and, and for good reason, mid '90s CG. Yeah, yeah, and for good reason, you know, because a lot of what what Mark was just saying just now holds true. A lot of these characters are doing things that are not physically possible uh, for practical reasons. They have to fake it in some certain certain ways. So you know, like what, you know, when Sub Zero is throwing a nice blast out of his hands, or when when Scorpion is you know. Uh, taking out a sharp dildo out of his hand that like, shoots <laughs> all around the forest, or when like Reptile is uh, j- 
just being all CG in general. <laughs> um, yeah, like you know, like it, it, that's the you know, it's I want I want it, it's uh it's, it definitely shows its age, you know, but it also like you know, that, that's that's so that's okay, you know, like it's that's yeah, okay. I, I'm very forgiving of the CG in this film. It's yeah. it's just it's age. Sure. That, that's all. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I feel like a lot of the CG comes into play and becomes a distraction for the fights, uh, and in some cases, it cuts the fight short. <laughs> in yeah, fact, uh, in the, some cases, for better though. You think so? Uh, okay, well, maybe well, like, we can elaborate on it when we get to that. Yeah, because yeah, I think yeah, we're speaking yeah, yeah. about the same thing. Right, right. Well, I mean, like I, I'm speaking as a general statement because it affects multiple fights in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. So what's the? So the way that movie works is like once the characters have gotten to the island and you know everyone's kind of situated or you know like learning the rules of the tournament and whatnot. Um, and the characters get introduced to one another. Uh, we have like a series of back-to-back fights, like a lot of them. Like before the tournament six even of them. starts. Well, we have like maybe like one before the tournament starts, once they're on the island, and then it just like is back-to-back-to-back fights. Well, to yeah. clarify for the sake of plot, because you know how much I love that shit. Um, <laughs> and I'm back, sure. baby. Um, <laughs> so, so, no, I mean, like Shang Tsung is trying to basically kill everybody before the tournament starts. He's trying to call Yeah, call I thought them. that's against the rules it is and all he's just doing it anyway he gives no fucks so yeah. but then by the time we get to the actual tournaments there's already like two fights um right. which is crazy and some of them seem so pointless before the tournaments like yeah. sub-zero kills a dude by doing right. nothing he come amazed yeah. the fucking guy <laughs> well uh, they gotta you know they gotta <laughs> set up the power levels like okay yeah. we know <laughs> we know the threat now he can shoot ice out of his hand and explode somebody yeah. Why divulge got, got secrets it. before the fight? <laughs> that is true. Yeah. That is very true. Well, uh, I, I'm sorry, but his name is Sub Zero. I mean, you can't deduce. If he starts shooting like lightning out of his hands, then I'd be very confused. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, sure. Like we introduce, we're introduced to all the characters, and that yes, there is that. There's one particular fight where it's it's three on. Th- well, it's the three it's main like characters. Yeah, it's a group fight. Sonya, Johnny Cage, and Liu Kang. Wow, look at me. I know my Mortal Kombat. Um, they take on a whole bunch of these uh, bandit henchmen-looking guys. Um, and it's, it's, it's interesting when you watch it in the behind-the-scenes because, you know, obviously they do everything in multiple takes. Uh, you know, like you can see how incredibly nimble Robin Shu is, uh, you know, like doing this, uh, you know, like this very elaborate back and forth between these two uh, two stunt performers who are like finding uh, engaging him uh, in this this uh, advanced choreography, and then it ends with uh, Robin Shu climbing up a wall and delivering a roundhouse kick. Yeah, yeah, and I, I like that for some reason. Uh, like it looks better in the behind the scenes, uh, and I think that's a recurring theme I'm gonna have with this movie because it is shows that... how much effort was put into it. Oh, I don't know if you saw the behind the scenes. All the behind the scenes, um, a lot of the fight choreography happens in one take. Right. Like the, the yeah. like you know like a fight sequence, a fight scene that you see here could just be like like a whole like a whole third of it would just be filmed all at once. Right. But then the the end product would be like cut, so you can't tell that that's what's happening. And that's actually, I think that's a detriment to the movie. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, this so this this fight we're talking about, uh, this is like the epitome of everything I hate about American fight scenes. It's mm. you know it's cut up together, not necessarily in the worst way, but like you mentioned, uh, the way they shoot American fight scenes is you shoot usually shoot them in masters. So you have the performers doing the choreography from beginning to end, and it's shot with in a, with a wide camera, it's shot in a close up. And the shot in the mid, and then it's somebody yep. stitching it all together, as yep. opposed to where if you do a, a Hong Kong production, it's done more so in a storyboard like fashion, where they know the angles they want, 
and they'll keep on redoing certain takes, but they won't do the entire choreographed sequence. They'll just do like little portions of it. Then they'll move the camera to where they want it next. And right. so I don't know, like uh, I, I guess there's there's positives and negatives to both. But I don't know. Every time I see uh, an American action film, like it, it, like this is what it looks like. And I it just comes out so bland for me all the time. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Yeah, that, that, that's a very good point. Um, and I guess we could kind of talk about Robin Shu, right? So this guy is, uh, he's, he's, a, he's an American, China, uh, a Chinese American, you know, like he, you know, he, he, I think he was born over there, but then came over here really young. So, but whatever, he went back to Hong Kong and made a career for himself prior to Mortal Kombat. The Mortal Kombat itself was his first American movie, right? Um, but he has enough experience doing Hong Kong films. Um, so Zero and I watched Tiger Cage 2 uh, recently, uh, just for shits and giggles. And, you know, like we, we were watching Robin Shu. I mean, he was keeping up with Donnie Yen, right? Yeah, so, it was great. He was, yeah, yeah I, I thought it was pretty good, too. Um, but he was moving pretty quickly. You know, he could hit his, all his marks, like, and he was matching that cadence of a Hong Kong action film. So bringing it here, and I know in the behind the scenes, he talked about, you know, like, oh, he, he came to Mortal Kombat and he was expecting it to be like a walk in the park since he came from Hong Kong. But, you know, like, it wasn't as easy. Sure. But uh, unfortunately, the American, you know, the way that we cut things in America, it makes it makes him look less impressive. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I remember him saying, I think he was saying to the director, like, oh, well, in Hong Kong, we do this, you know, um, and I and I think they wanted him to do the choreography from beginning to end all the time. So mm -hmm. when you have to do entire sequences of choreography from beginning to end in multiple takes, that's so tiring. And usually what happens is at the end of the fight, you're just slowing down considerably, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And so right, like right. it just you're you're just taking these these takes when your actors aren't at like 100%. And and I understand like if you do it the other way, your actors aren't always at 100%, but like at least they're not performing such long sequences of like movement uh for I, I don't know, like for the entire sequence, for yeah. example. Right. Yeah, no, I don't know. I I kind of like that though. <laughs> but you know, like I'm, I'm spoiled by Hong Kong. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. It's finished. Well, no. I was gonna say is like I kind of appreciate that I got spoiled by that from uh, Hong Kong movies. Like we get these really nice long takes, uh, these these incredibly you know uh, well thought out wides that just capture all this uninterrupted action. Um, and I, like I just like seeing all that. You know, like and like watching this movie. Uh, I just feel like it's a shame because like uh, it's not like they didn't have the ability to do that. It's just you know because of the conventions of American action movies, they cut it to shit. <laughs> like there's so much editing uh, going on. Like uh, just because you have those three three wides, right? You have the close up, the mids, and the wides. Uh, doesn't mean you have to use all of them. Like you have to constantly cut back and forth between them. Yeah, yeah we so, like, we've mentioned this like in the previous episodes too, where it's also American editing, where instead of letting you know a kick or a punch just land they always have to cut to a reaction of the person receiving the blow. And yeah. in this scene, that is extremely evident as well. There's a nice moment when uh, Leo Kang uh, jumps off the wall and turns around to kick the guy yep. who's pursuing him. And mm -hmm. the kick obviously would have landed. It's not like they needed to edit it to, you know, to save the movement, but they edited it so that you can just see the close-up of the foot hitting the face. And that's not always necessary. Right. And the behind the scenes, it actually, it's, it looks way better. And you actually, it almost looks like it connected. That they, mm -hmm. Like, I would have preferred that. Mark, what were you saying before? Like, I, I... Well, to combine what you guys were saying, basically, it's the consistency problem in how um, the actors or the stuntmen get tired because you have to constantly do these scenes over and mm -hmm. over and again. Um, 
So you get tired, fine. I like consistency if it's short enough where you can do the whole choreographed set um, and then you can kind of get into it because if you're, you go in cold and then you jump into something, you kind of have no start point to kind of get that rhythm, that flow. But when you're going right. through a whole scene and then it takes like two minutes by the time you get to the actual thing that you have to redo, you're fucking tired, you're done, you're not there, you're not focusing on any, anymore. You're only focusing like that first 10 seconds. Um, yeah. But that being said, with the cuts, it makes no sense that somebody would make it, make <laughs> them do with it because of the style of editing, because of uh, the directorial style. Um, mm -hmm. It's just sadism at that point. <laughs> You're just <laughs> making people do shit for the sake of doing it. Because like, look, we're working hard. It's like, how about you fucking make the movie better by stop cutting and actually do a little bit more wide shots, like, please and thank you. So. Right, right. Well, it's weird because uh, get, getting ahead a little bit, I feel like they rectify a lot of my personal complaints with the American style fights uh, later because uh, they, oh, the there, are there, there are reshoots. So there mm. were fights that were actually missing yes. from the original version mm. and they got uh, audience feedback from the test mm. screenings. And so they're like, oh, okay, great. They were, they're going to give us more money. Let's do two <laughs> good additional fights. And like, those are exactly what I wanted from uh, this movie, even though it is still an American movie and there are still like American style uh, things going on in the background. It looks so much better. Right, right. Yeah, and that's the, that's the that that was something I was gonna get to, like when we actually get to those fight scenes. Um, well, I mean, like, can we just fast forward a little bit? Yeah, so we sure, can talk sure. About, that's like, fine. The, the the next the next couple of fights because, like, you know, like before we even get there, you know, we have this one sequence where Liu Kang <clears throat> fights. Well, we have a Liu Kang fight, we have a Sonya fight, and then we have uh, finally a Johnny Cage fight, and that's one of them we can talk about. Uh, so there's one Liu Kang fight. <clears throat> you know, like like let's let's everybody name some Mortal Kombat characters. We have uh, Liu Kang, Sonya, Kano. Uh, uh, it's like Sonya versus Kano, uh, Liu Kang versus random black guy with a bow staff. <laughs> with bow staff, yes. Uh -huh. um, yeah, this is a weird fight because okay, it's a great again, fight I'm, in my opinion. It's weird. Well, if you're a Mortal Kombat fan, uh, you know you might look at this this scene and be like, why? Why is there just a random character here? Like yeah. this would be a great it's opportunity a, to just have you know a Mortal Kombat character, right? Yeah. As a, uh, a yeah, I was gonna this. say like this is a wasted opportunity. They could have just filled in you know like a a Mortal Kombat character. And I under so I understand they actually kind of used up all the characters from the first game already. And if you think about it, no, Kata really? Yeah, if no. you think about it, Katana is in this movie. She's not, she's uh -huh. only she's in the second game. Reptile uh -huh. is in it, but he's a secret character. So it's like they would have had to start going into um, you know the second movie. They would have to start pulling out uh, characters that maybe they didn't want to use for this movie. They maybe they wanted to save for the sequel. So mm -hmm. um, I, I get why we have Rando Bostaff guy here, but. <laughs> Uh, you know, maybe they could have put Baraka or or something, or maybe just like another right. ninja. I guess I was I thinking Baraka. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was thinking Baraka. I mean, like I don't know. I I don't know. You know, like what other characters? I'm not that big a fan of Mortal Kombat. But you know, like uh, it it does feel a little random, but it's okay. I mean, this this scene is fine. You know, I'm I'm not the biggest Mortal Kombat nerd, so I like it's not like I need full representation. But you know, like, putting myself in the shoes of a fan, I can see this as as a wasted opportunity. Here, here, but for what we got, is I thought it was okay. Here here's the thing though. This is why I don't understand why they didn't pick the character. Because when you think about the original list of characters, fair enough, everybody that was listed showed up, and then they kind of maxed it out. 
But mm-hmm. Jax was a character that popped up in this movie as like a cameo, if you will, or whatever you want to call it, because it's technically mm-hmm. not. He just popped up as and to infer that there would be like a sequel. And then the ending of the movie also kind of implies there's a sequel. Um, and I think they were going based off of each individual game, like Mortal Kombat 1, Mortal Kombat 2, etc., to go uh-huh. off of it. But if you're going to put Jax in the first movie, then you should put another character from the second game into the first right. movie. Because you already did that first step. So instead yeah. of picking a random character, you could have picked anybody. You could have, like you said, Baraka. You could have put, you know, Jade. You could have put, you know, just um, Kintaro. Like, whatever. Um, right. all, like, all of these characters. So it just makes no sense to me. I, f- I feel like all those characters you just mentioned are in the sequel, and you're going to eat your words. Yeah. <laughs> they, they did not They're... nail that. <laughs> did not stick that landing in the, in the sequel. <laughs> so in the in the original script, apparently Jade was written in to the mm-hmm. in, into the movie, and mm-hmm. she was supposed to fight Sonya Blade, but obviously it got cut. Mm-hmm. Well, it's cut because they 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 okay. So there's another thing, right? A lot of these characters they they are prioritized based off their popularity from the game, right? So, you know, Jade was apparently ranked really low. So, like, yeah, we don't need her after all. I don't know who could have been the standard for the bow staff fighter. But I don't know. Like, if it's going to be an unpopular character anyways, it's okay to take on uh, for it to be a sub-in for a, a non-character in this movie. <laughs> of a character who just uh, only makes it through the end of the fight and then gets his soul stuck sucked out of him right. by... by uh, Shang Tsung. Yeah, make it Striker. Um, that guy sucks. Striker. There you go. Uh, Everybody wouldn't hates make any Striker. Sense. <laughs> it wouldn't make any sense because isn't Striker a good guy? Yes, but doesn't yeah. matter. Everyone hates Striker. Doesn't matter. <laughs> He's like the Yamcha of this universe. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, we actually have some really good uh, like uh, fight choreography. A lot of it's in slow-mo, though. I, I, for better or for worse. Yeah, that's why um, I was kind of disappointed with this fight because we get a a big section that's in slow-mo but it's all shot in mids mid mm-hmm. to close-up so it's a little hard to see what's going on when you have just two muscular <laughs> bodies gliding across the screen <laughs> yeah go wide man go a little wider yeah. i mean at least you can tell who's who like it, it's either the, the asian one or the black one <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah I, I see what you mean yeah it's uh you know like it, it's it's great you know once they actually ditch the bow staffs in my opinion uh oh, because like, so i just just, just to jump on that a little bit, what, another one of my fight sins happens here. So uh, Liu Kang has the bow staff. Uh, the other fighter kicks it in half. So Liu Kang's like, oh, well, it's broken. I guess I can't use these two sticks anymore. And he tosses them down. I'm like, no, stop doing that. Stop discarding your weapons. Just start wailing on him with both, <laughs> both sides. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, well, go ahead. I mean, okay. No, well, yes, yes. You're, you are absolutely right. Um well, my, my problem with the bow staff thing is like it looks I, I when they they hold it on these um these wider shots I, I feel like I can see what's happening but when you're in these close-ups the same close-ups you're talking about these mids I mean not close-ups um that well the the sta- the staffs aren't even fully you can't see the full length of them so when they're twirling them they and they twirl them a lot in this this fight uh I they they are so distracting. <laughs> They take up the entire screen mm-hmm. to the point where I can't actually see which direction they're moving. <laughs> you know, like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, they, they could be going horizontally, vertically. Like, I can't tell because, like, they make up, they're basically like giant circles surrounding the characters. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do that, just, just pull, just pull, pull the back. camera back yeah. a little. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah. Uh, it's an issue with cinematography, unfortunately, because, yeah. you know, the, the choreography is not that bad. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, like we mentioned, uh, not a fan of uh, the gratuitous use of slow motion, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. Just go wider. Just go a little right. wider with something. Yeah, yeah. 
Right, right. I mean, once they ditch the bow staff part, uh, you know, like they, they only f do fisticuffs for a little bit before the, the thing's over. There's this one good stunt that <clears throat> Robin Shu does where he uh, does a cartwheel with the bow staff, uh, stabbing the ground, basically like doing a pole vault cartwheel combination. Um, there's a lot of the behind the scenes and the making ofs of this movie focus on the big, the main fights, right? The ones that like everyone knows this movie for. But I actually, you know, like I wouldn't have minded seeing a behind the scenes for this fight. Um, it doesn't seem like it exists. Uh, you know, like, yeah, I, I, I want to know so. if he actually, I want to know if he actually pulled that off or if it was just like movie magic, edit here, edit here <laughs> and make it look like he actually did that. Right. Yeah. Um, and then it ends with, uh, Tagawa, uh, Kari Tagawa coming up to him and be like, your soul is mine. And he sucks all the, uh, ecto cooler juice out of him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, it, I am, I am showing my age by making that joke <laughs> with the straw. Yeah. Some, sometimes I'm showing my age with that joke. It's in his eye. It's fine. It's whatever. Yep. Uh, the next fight is not too memorable either or worthy of talking about. I will just mention uh, Trevor Goddard, who plays Kano, fights uh, Bridget Wilson, uh, in, you know, uh, who plays Sonya. And I think, uh, again, correct me if I'm wrong, in the games, they are like mortal enemies or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it follows the storyline of the game. She's in the tournament pursuing Kano because Kano killed her partner. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So this particular fight is between the two of them. It's uh, like a lot of the fights in this movie are pretty short, but this one in particular is short because not 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 a not a diss to the, the actress, but Bridget, um, you know, clearly isn't a martial artist, so they they try to keep her one and only fight, her one and only solo fight in the movie as short as possible. Mm. Um, so, Mark, you were saying before that, well, you you seem pretty lenient on Bridget uh, or Sonia. Uh, pray tell why you think so. No, I am lenient because she is not a martial artist. And because of that, uh, at least through the cuts, through the direction that they took, um, it was okay. It wasn't something that I would, you know, rip apart and be like, wow, this is disgusting. Like, I don't like this at all. Um, it's something that you, you're you fine watching. It's okay. Um, it's no big deal. Like, I'll take it in. It's fine. Um, <laughs> however, the rapport between the two characters of the fight, that I have an issue with because he's just a douchebag. She's just <laughs> extra like a motherfucker. Um, they're just constantly like in a weird sexual tension kind of situation. <laughs> and you just don't know what's happening anymore. Like, should I have, you know... Should I be attracted to this? Should I not? Should I be disgusted? Like, what is going on here? Um, and <laughs> and finally, like in a blink of an eye, their story arc just ends in a snap. Oh, yeah, yeah. No pun intended, I guess. Right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, literally, like her her story arc is over by the end, like halfway point of the movie, and then the only significance she has is to be the damsel in distress. Right. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, that's such a shame. Yeah. But I, I mean, I get it. Like, they had to fight sometime, right? And, uh, yeah. you know, spoiler alert, she gets the job done. But uh, it's it's interesting you say that, Mark, because like, I, I was kind of thinking about that. So I remember when I first watched this as a kid, you know, I liked this fight. I didn't, you know, I didn't know anything about fight choreography. I wasn't, I wasn't like a martial artist myself or anything like yeah. that. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, she's kicking ass. She, you know, she takes on this big, buff, burly dude with a knife. She takes him down and, and you know, she's the victor. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm I'm pretty lenient on this one too, even though now that we've been watching so many martial arts movies and we've been like dissecting the choreography, uh, unfortunately I can't unsee now the fact that she's right. not a trained martial artist. But yeah. 
because of the situation, I am very forgiving. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so so my, my thought here is, um, so I don't know why they skimped out on getting her a, a stunt double. Because, uh, you know, this again, this is her only fight scene in the movie, Just right? Just teach so her they don't better really... locks. Like, that's all she needed, <laughs> man. That's it. Yeah, yeah. No, like, anything, honestly. Okay, so, the, the, again, like, I, I am trying to be lenient on her as a performer, right? Mm. Um, but, you know, in terms of how they prioritize it, they wanted to give Luke, make Luke Kang and Johnny Cage look as awesome as possible. So when they needed stunt doubles, I mean, not like Robin Shu needed much of stunt doubles anyways, because he's a pro. Uh, you know, like they get, got one for Johnny Cage. So like, they're yeah. like, oh, well, we got one for him. So we can actually amp up the, his fight scenes. Whereas Sonya, they're like, oh, she only gets one. <laughs> and her fight's going to be a lot simpler, obviously, because we're not going to get a stunt double for her. Um, and I think feel like that's that, that's kind of a detriment. Um, I, it, like, I can't remember if she said that she wanted to do all her fights. So that's why they just let her do it. Because she had the one, so maybe maybe that's the thing. Like, you know, Johnny Cage technically right. ended up having two and then three mm-hmm. later on, and then Liu Kang had more, so maybe that's why they had to substitute in like stunt double. I, I wish I wish okay, then that's that's my that's me uh kind of asking the, the screenplay, you know, like or like, you know, the screenwriters like why or like why couldn't we just have another Sonya fight and then we can actually increase the quality of them. Yeah. Because like the you know, like with this one fight, you know, yes, it's great that we can actually have the performer doing her own thing. Uh, but unfortunately, without a stunt person, there's like a limitation to the quality, like how entertaining it can be. Uh, so in terms of like the specifics of it, uh, she even like the it's very hard for me not to be like overly critical to someone who doesn't know martial arts. But, you know, like, just from just from looking at her stance, like, you can tell she doesn't know anything. She looks very timid. She looks like she doesn't know how... She doesn't take on any sort of, like, fighting stance at all. She, like, her her back is, like, weirdly rounded. Uh-huh. <laughs> it looks like if she were to lift something off the ground, she would herniate her disc right away. <laughs> uh, you know? Like, it's it just, like, she looks, like, unsure of herself. Um, and even when, like, she throws these spinning kicks, like, she comes back into this position where I'm like, oh, man, like, you aren't selling this. Um, and again, I'm, I'm trying not to be harsh. It's just, you know, like I wish they just got a stunt double for, uh, or like made stunt double and, or did the editing in a way that made her look better. Right. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And they love to edit. So like why that wasn't an idea, I have no idea, but I, I actually right. associate her stances with like a, an actor who sees, um, like Muhammad Ali for, you know, like, you know, him fight and they're like, oh, this is a thing. Okay, cool. Like, we're going to do this. Like, bob and weave, bob and weave. Like, I got it now. Yeah, she's not even doing that. She just looks kind of like, you know, awkward. Yeah, they like gave her a tape and they're like, figure it out. Uh, we'll edit it. And <laughs> they lied. There, she, well, I know, uh, oh my God, I guess I know more, more, more Mortal Kombat than I initially let on. Uh, the, the, the way that, yeah. Oh my god! If you want to talk about nerds, you should you know see the the Q and A, the audience members. Uh, oh my god! They're fucking like, uh, what they scream? Uh, you know, like, um, finish him, fatality, test your might. Oh my god! Um, oh god! Um, right. So uh, I know that the way that he she finishes Kano is is a send off. Not not that way. God damn it! The way that she she fatalizes. The way that she. Kills um, Kano is a, is a um, it, it's the way it's a move that she pulls off from the games, right? Oh, okay. Um, well, she goes. In, she had so kind she kind of has that move where she goes into the handstand and mm-hmm. she throws you via the neck lock, mm-hmm. but yeah. her finishing move is is not that. Right. 
not her finishing move, but she she gains the upper hand again by doing that same move. Except in this movie, uh, well, in the game, like she you, she goes in a handstand uh, while her feet grab the head of the opponent, and then she yeah, it's a throw. Hurls the yeah, she snaps her legs back to the ground and she hurls the the, the opponent here. I guess the, character, the actress can't do that. <laughs> yeah. She's not. Interestingly enough, they kind of just let both actors fall. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's a little more realistic because you'll see yeah. later on, usually people throw from that handstand into the neck lock. And it's yep. so unrealistic, but it's done so often. So I was actually fine with that. Okay, yeah, they just both fall. Sure. I don't like the way that... Well, I mean, if you're going to talk about uh, you know authenticity to the movie, uh, to the games... Uh, like I'm surprised Kano. I'm surprised and also you know like happy that Kano wasn't shooting lasers. At <laughs> I was just, I was just gonna say if you're gonna be that picky, you know Kano isn't doing something like that. <laughs> actually, one right. of the things that actually really pissed me off is uh, his knife wasn't quite quite right. I don't know why, but <laughs> oh, that God. actually really pisses me off. It's like how hard was it to do that? Just get the knife right. That's it. Just little things. <laughs> All right. I, see, I'm not that picky. I'm, I'm pretty picky about things, but not that picky. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then, uh, Sonya kind of kills him in a very, like, non-heroic way. <laughs> I always hated that. It's like, I remember watching it. No, I, it's I, called I character hated, arc, like, Will. <laughs> well, no, that's the thing. So, okay. Oh, man, we should talk about this one thing that Raiden, uh, hammers into, uh, the main character's heads, which is vengeance is not the answer. It's like a recurring, oh my god, <laughs> you're scoffing for a reason, because it's like a recurring thing to, like, you know, you, you can't just be blinded by vengeance. No, no, you see, he was only vengeance. talking to Liu Kang in that moment. <laughs> he wasn't talking to Sonya. I don't care about the Luke, Americans. Liu Kang shouldn't care about vengeance because Shang Tsung killed his brother. But he's but Sonya's like, what about me? He's like, ah, fuck, do whatever the hell you want. Right, because like, there's a moment where Kano's like, begging for his life, and then Sonya's like, fuck you, and just kills him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. It's like, it's, it's like unheroic as hell. Um, and she's no, a but even officer. Luke King, like she yes. broke every moral code there could possibly be. <laughs> it's not her jurisdiction, oh all right? <laughs> um, oh yeah, like what, 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 the same thing applies to Luke Kang. Like he doesn't even like like at by the end of the movie, he he doesn't learn his lesson. Like he he, he still he actually succeeds in getting his revenge. Yeah, but again, we'll get to that when we get to it. <laughs> uh, all right, so now we can finally talk about one of the major fights in the movie. Oh yeah. Um, so, Mark, uh, I don't know if you know this. So, apparently, when they did the initial cut of this movie, the original test run, mm-hmm. test cut for the movie, uh, the audiences watched this film, and they were shocked to realize that there were not enough fights in the movie, right? Uh, some of it was due to the fact that they didn't have enough budget, right? right? So, after that test run, they finally could get a little bit more money, and they can, they invested in two more fights. And the one of the fights is the Johnny Cage versus Scorpion fight that happens after Johnny Cage. Well, originally it was going to be Johnny Cage is in the woods. He's uh, trying to run away from this uh, CGI um, uh, pelican snake thing uh, that's flying around the woods. Uh, and then, yeah, yeah, like the this uh, hentai tentacle comes at him, but the tentacle uh, lands on a tree and kills itself. <laughs> kamikazes into a tree and then johnny cage runs at him a scorpion and delivers a flying a flying sidekick and the original test run was test cut was after that sidekick is delivered scorpion is defeated yep and that's it (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. It sucks. Well, that's why you uh, can see that weird CGI nonsense going on in that one yeah. moment because they had to figure out a unique way of continuing the fight. And I didn't know that. And now that I know that, I'm a lot more forgiving in how they transition right. to, to the next scene because he li yeah. they literally CGI away. <laughs> but they... Right. they yeah. oh, so I was going to say, at least they managed to get Johnny Cage's flash or shadow kick in there. Which never, right, right. which never would have appeared anywhere in the movie. So they kind of hinted at it in that moment. Yeah, no, that, that was a great transition, I think. And be only because the next uh, scene or the next part of the fight, honestly, I think is um, the, what do you call it, the stage. Everything mm -hmm. here looks so fucking fantastic. Oh, I yeah, that set piece is awesome. It. I yeah. fucking well, this, love yeah. it. <laughs> well, I, I, I was always wondering, like, what is this supposed to be? Is this supposed to be hell? Because I know Scorpion in the game. Damn, I know a lot about Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Uh, I, I, no, I don't know. I just I watched the I I never play the games. I just watch cutscenes on on YouTube. He's in like the fire pits of <laughs> of hell or yeah, yeah. of like one of the other realms or within the realm of other world or whatever. But basically, he's right. in like the burning hellscape that is his home or where mm, he resides. Right. And I guess they like transported there, and that's what the implication is with the red lights and everything. Right, right. But yeah, so uh, well, I mean, like I like the stage a lot. So it's basically what is it? It's uh, it's like this really reddish tintish uh, like yellow tintish um uh, environment like it almost looks like hell like you said it almost looks like a pirate's like abandoned ship you're, you're, yeah, yeah you're it kind of does because it's got all the ropes coming down and all the and, wood and the cobwebs the crossing everywhere yeah because yeah, earlier yeah, in the yeah, movie not... with the sailboat that they had the giant ass boat that they mm. were delivered on mm. it's a very mm. similar vibe and set um, but this mm. one actually looks so much better. You can see where the money mm. went clearly. And it wasn't even that right. hard to do. Like the sailboat, you could see that shit's like paper mache. Here, this is <laughs> legit like bamboo everywhere. This is like there's steel being welded in certain places made to look like old wood. You know, like cobwebs everywhere. It's freaking great. Um, right. And best of all, it's a hand-to-hand, -hand, no CGI, um, mm -hmm. real like focusing on the choreography and moves and like um damage to each other like when he's falling and he's getting yep. pummeled mm -hmm. and whatever like i don't know probably one of my favorite two scenes in the whole movie right well i mean the the, pro the other one you're probably thinking of is probably the other scene that was added to the movie <laughs> last second uh probably well we'll see we'll see if it, it's true or not um yeah the, this 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 scene's great uh for for multiple reasons um i think one reason it's great is because uh you know when they could use lyndon ashby they actually had him had lyndon ashby doing his fight choreography um you know and you know i, I like who who plays scorpion uh chris casamasa <laughs> okay uh now these two have like you know like they, they clearly have like a like a, a great fight rapport like choreography uh you know like uh, they, they're syncing it uh, pretty well with one another um i so prior to this movie i didn't know if uh ashby was a martial artist and i thought the movie sold it well enough uh, in a way that I, I can believe him mm -hmm. um but in you know like watching it again as a you know as a 30 something um i realized you know like there are certain shots where it, it's clearly not him and there's two particular shots that are in these really nice panning wides really slow panning wides uh one up there up and down and one left and right uh, we have we have we added artsy element to it. There's, there's a foreground object in <laughs> mm -hmm. that's uh, that's not obscuring, but just there. 
Um, and you can see like there's there's really good choreography going on between these two performers. Um, but that's obviously a, a stunt double, right? So we have someone who's actually a martial artist doing what uh, being a stand-in for Johnny Cage. I, I like I like those those wides a lot. Like I don't know, like I think those are like probably the best parts of this fight. Like. Uh, like even as an adult i i can be fooled into thinking that could be lyndon ashby i wouldn't even know yeah so like this is how you do it when it comes to using your stunt double and just uh having like a composed scene like when you want to have those nice longer takes in choreography you go wide and use a stunt double and like you were saying those are kind of like the nicest parts uh of this fight because we get uh unbroken takes we get some nice consistent moves and then when they need to go into like the arm locks or the up close of the reactions, then we get Lyndon Ashby in there. And, you know, he's still he's still doing some some stuff in the close ups where he we need to see his face. But then like every we, you know, we keep on cutting every now and then so we can get that stub, stunt double in there to do like the more complicated right. stuff. Right. You know, like it's still shocking to me that Lyndon. I mean, yes, he's doing his, his own thing. So it, it's absolutely great. Um, but uh but uh, you know, like there's this one sequence where you know, like he's you know he's he, he's he's fighting Scorpion, like uh, and he he gets his arm pinned on the railing, and you know, like Scorpion, like it's implied that he kind of like twists his arm and then he delivers a bunch of kicks to kicks to the side. Apparently, uh, one of those kicks that you see on screen where you see Linda Ashby like writhing in pain or like you can see like his teeth clench and he looks like he's in pain, is not faked. That is Linda Ashby. Uh, writhing in pain because he got uh, kicked in the liver <laughs> and that made it into the movie um, you know like it, it's I, I appreciate his performance in the film only for the uh, for that reason but only for the fact that like he's not a trained martial artist but he will do things that uh, you know like it goes above and beyond what a, a normal actor would do mm-hmm. and um, but I mean obviously he can't do the high kicks you know like like you can see in these these uh, you know really big wides and he definitely can't do the gymnastic stuff at the end of the fight. <laughs> yes, unfortunately, he turns into Gymkata uh, towards the end of this fight, and he like double backflip up, up to like the the next level. Uh, yeah, completely unrealistic, but you know it's fine. It, it we, we've established these supernatural, fantastical elements in this movie, so it's forgivable. Uh, what, eh, so one thing, well, not with the human characters. Right? Right. Go ahead. So one, so one thing I just wanted to add it to you about this fight is like. I, I like what they did here because um, it's not like they were throwing so many so many like fanciful kicks or fanciful moves where I was like really impressed with the choreography. I think I really like this fight because it was nonstop choreography. It was just two guys who were mm. just constantly going at it back and forth, and there were only like a few moments for those kind of fancy moves to breathe. And that's what I like, uh, considering this is an American film where it's it's relentless like i i want my fights to feel relentless sometimes and i think this was like a really smart way of doing it mm, right well i mean like it's it's impressive for everything that like in terms of the actual choreography itself it's impressive on everything i just mentioned but also supposedly chris casamos oh my god casamasa <laughs> god damn it casamasa uh he was wearing these giant ass uh contacts that were kind of obscuring his vision so it's even more impressive in terms of that. But I'm, I'm sure they he only wore those for like the close ups. Yeah, right? I was gonna say there's no way they would have let him fight ha- pretty much blind yeah. during this whole sequence. Right. That would have been way too complicated. Right, right, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> there, there's this one stunt that he pulls off. Scorpion, um, once he gets uh, knocked on his back, 
uh, once he gets knocked on his back, uh, you know, he, he, they, they kind of force him into a backflip, and his shin just lands directly onto a beam. Mm. It's like, it looks fucking crazy painful, because, like, you, you see his shins just, like, like just they clip. smash, like, smack. They, well, they, they don't clip. They, like, they just directly hit it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, the, the way that this fight ends... I am not a fan. Well, Zero. Explain to us what how this ends. No, it's great because so you need you need the movie callbacks and yes, I'm gonna kind of spoil it if you haven't seen it. But the way this move this fight ends is Scorpion does his infamous finishing move where he takes off his face, revealing that he is a skeleton underneath, and he breathes fire at Johnny Cage. No, he does the finishing move. This is if you're a fan of the games, this is what you want. You want all those references. And considering this is a PG-13 movie. Uh, this finishing move is perfect for PG-13 because there's no gore. It's just, you know, it's fire. Obviously, Johnny Cage doesn't burst into flames because he's the hero. (laughs) (laughs) But then we also get Johnny Cage's finishing move, which is, uh, you know, so he defeats Scorpion. Uh, I don't know if you guys want to go into detail about how he does it, but he defeats him. And then he leaves his signature calling card, which is his uh, signed headshot. (laughs) So ridiculous, but I love it. Yeah. (laughs) You are skipping a couple uh, beats in this. One, I want to ask, you know, like, like, do you do you watch this movie and then you start playing the game and then like when Scorpion's about to fin- uh, deliver the fa- the fatality, you're just like, oh, I'm Johnny Cage, I can just grab this shield that just appears out of nowhere and just defend myself. Uh, secondly, um, how did he know that? How did Johnny Cage know to just start ripping limbs, <laughs> like parts from? from scorpion and that would be the way to defeat him i mean it, it, always, uh, like, it seems it, to always work when you know it's a human so might as well try <laughs> well uh, like, so, i feel like that always yeah uh, i was gonna say so technically scorpion shouldn't have been able to uh instigate his finishing move because johnny cage wasn't dizzy his life bar wasn't <laughs> you know at nothing <laughs> so we're already you know we're already breaking this illusion of what the game uh-huh. does so it's fine <laughs> to be fair right. also scorpion bleeding lava i'm just <laughs> that was awesome <laughs> and surprisingly that's uh, yeah. that's uh real you know it's a dummy that's that's uh it's not cgi uh mm. sure there's like you know cgi explosions kind of layered on top of each other when he explodes but uh it's kind of fun that they just have this dummy on a stick and it's like writhing in pain because it got cut <laughs> up <laughs> my, my biggest concern in that whole scene was at the end after johnny's uh finishing move was how the hell did he get out of hell <laughs> <laughs> oh my god good question i never thought about that that is a very good question that's why you <laughs> do shit. hard cut to the next scene <laughs> yes good good transition just like the movie oh man that would have been a great like throwaway like 80 yard line like uh when they all get back together he's like oh man i just went through hell <laughs> yeah <laughs> john no john you just like you see him with a shovel he's like i just climbed my way up <laughs> Uh, the next fight is Liu Kang versus so, uh, 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 Katana, mm. and that's the end of the fight. Irrelevant. Okay, so anyways, <laughs> uh, it's it's kind of it's like it doesn't matter. Like this fight doesn't matter at all. It, it's um, it's such a weird fight because yes, he subdues her in the end, but it hard mm. cuts, and that's the only way we know the fight ended. Yep. Like she doesn't yield. Uh, Shang Tsung doesn't scold them for talking during the fight. Right. It's it's such yeah. a odd moment. Uh, Nobody gets it, killed. It, yeah, no one gets killed. It's 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 weird. And it's, is, it, I was it's, thinking, like, which is the point? Like, you're you're supposed to finish them. Like, yes. Well, well yeah, yeah. Like, aren't they breaking rules? Yeah. Like, well, like you can't just have a default. 
Can you? I don't know the rule. Like, so the rules. Yeah, well, that, the that's why. That's why sense. I was saying like she should have said something like, "Oh, I yield or I surrender," mm-hmm. and he would have maybe just give a shot of Shang Tsung, being like, "Oh, fuck this." Yeah, yeah like Shang Tsung would just like electrocute him to death. I don't know. Plots mm-hmm. done it again. Oh God. Uh, <coughs> I'm allergic to uh, crappy, <laughs> crappy <laughs> endings to fight scenes. All right, fine. Skip that. We're gonna talk about the Sub Zero fight with Liu Kang. So, uh, uh, Sub Zero fight. Uh, Zero. <laughs> talk about the Sub Zero <laughs> fight. So, Liu Kang fights Sub Zero, and uh, that's about it. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. No, 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 no. There's absolutely no way ending that way. I mean, that, it, it ain't the that's exactly ain't the caliber what it is, of the though. katana fight. Well, it's not the the caliber of the. Well, actually, you know what? You are right. Uh, in hindsight, it is only like a two-minute fight scene. Yeah, it's really short. It is very short. This is kind of another upsetting one where, as we were watching behind the scenes, we found out that they shot this in, you know, in wide. Close, close wide, middle. Yeah, exactly. And they had the performer do the choreography from beginning to end. And this this fight starts out with them standing in the center of this kind of hallway-ish area they go from, you know, to the left, and then they go to the right. And there's a decent amount of choreography going on in there. So, like, to have the actors be winded or, you know, to, to win them out by constantly performing these moves while they just capture all the different shots, it's, you can see that they're actually really slow in their performance, which is kind of a shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I like the ones that we can see in the behind the scenes because, you know, like, they so the way that starts is they're on this platform or this higher platform. It almost looks like a po- well, it's a stage, right? Yeah. So you know, like it in this one take, you see the DP or you know, like they're the cameraman, like they're they're dollying, tracking them as they they're moving. So the actors are fighting, you know, doing this choreography from stage uh, center stage all the way to the left and then back to the right. Yeah. Like all the way from middle left right, mm-hmm. and all in the in the middle of all this, they're just like nonstop fighting. And it ends with, you know, like uh, Francois Petit, who plays uh, Sub-Zero. Uh, obviously, he had to stop there because the next transition is him doing a front flip off of uh, the bottom level onto an the high, the high, even higher platform. But that, think about that. If you were watching this movie and you watch this particular fight scene, realize that from the beginning of the fight scene up to the part point where he does that front flip, that's all one take. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they, they were all doing that all in one, in one sequence, you know, that they had to memorize all that stuff and do that physically. And in the movie, it's like a like what what ten fifteen seconds. That's that's a long time for uh, in terms of movies, you know, like in terms of like how how complicated this this sequence is. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and yeah, and then like he does a front flip, and then uh, you know uh, we get back to center stage. Well, I mean, uh, Sub Zero does a wall flip. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, they end up back on center stage where Sub Zero does a round off back flip off of this ramp, and then Liu Kang does this. To follow up with that, he just does a random Kick in the air, air punch. He does an air punch. Uh, I love that yeah, moment. That's that, weird. That, that moment's great because you find out in the behind the scenes he was supposed to mirror Sub-Zero's movements and, uh-huh. you know, uh, Robin Shu couldn't do it. So he just said, he was just like, <laughs> I just jumped and I did something and they kept it in the film. <laughs> well, I'm glad he made up for it because his next, the next shot, you see his next move is a, uh, a Fei Long, which is a hook, hook, spinning hook kick plus a round, uh, um, a tornado kick combined. So he does that. Uh, so you know, again, he 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 adds a little something. I just wish the I wish the previous shot wasn't him just air punching. <laughs> I love that moment. <laughs> so you don't like, re- you, you don't punching? realize how cheesy it is until like you kind of really look at it because it. Once he air punches, it cuts really quick. But now that we're just, you know, watching this fight, I'm like, oh, man, he's just air punching. Yeah, it takes away from it. 
Yeah. Well, then that's over because Sub Zero gets up and he charges up his ice ball. Mm-hmm. Oh, the spirit he bomb. He charges. Yeah, he charged up. The, oh my God! Yes, he is basically he doing the spirit, spirit bomb yeah. pose. <laughs> he, well, he's doing the spirit bomb pose, isn't he? Kind he's of. Like yeah. he, he's in a oh, wide a position, bit, yeah. horse stance. Yeah, and then uh, Liu Kang remembers um, the best way to defeat a villain is to throw a bucket of water <laughs> at him, <laughs> and that somehow defeats Sub Zero. Mm-hmm. I don't go into specifics, but I will say. The one thing that holds up in terms of CG in this movie is the way that Sub-Zero gets defeated. That's the only thing that kind of holds up. Like, the, yeah. the ice special effects actually are not bad, like, upon rewatching. Mm-hmm. Like, something mm-hmm. about ice uh, still works, but when you have, yeah. like, you know, Scorpion's spear coming out of his hands, like, that's, uh, you know, it's all kind of silly. Yeah. Right. It's not like when we, we see Reptile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> but to, to clarify with the um the ice thing that also kind of annoyed me, aside from the CGI, Liu Kang actually doing his freaking like, I'm ready to throw it, but I'm going to rotate it three more times before I do. And then he finally yeah. chucks it. It's like, dude, did you have to fill in like five extra seconds of movie time? Like, what was the purpose here? <laughs> like, did you have to meet a quota that I don't know about? Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, so what, what are you about to say? so one thing I just want to point out in this fight is like there's like a not maybe not an error. There is just something I don't like about one part of the choreography. So when they're when the fight starts, they're in the center. They fight left to the side of the stage, and then they go back to the center. And Sub Zero does like a backflip, but it's also like a double kick on uh, Liu Kang's like uh, chin, and it causes him to mm-hmm. kind of like uh, you know like lean back, and we see that top-down shot right. of him in pain and sub-zero lands on his upper back and then he kips up and so this annoyed the hell out of me because so he kips up and he kips up so close to Liu kang and you can see Liu kang is like kind of charging in for a punch but then when they edit he comes up and like Liu kang is just standing there and this sub-zero goes right in for the move and it's like ah like that i i know like i'm being a little nitpicky with it but like no, that's fine. Yeah. It's like, you know, like, Luke, Luke Hang should have basically socked him in the face once he kipped up. Right, right. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a good point. Um, I didn't even think about that. Like, all I, I was focusing on was, like, how obviously tired Luke Kang was <laughs> or how tired Robin's show was throughout the whole thing. Like, fuck it. Let's just, just keep going. Poor bastard. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, like, the, I don't know, like, what else is there to specifically highlight in this? I, I mean, it's, it's a good that, that was just the one thing, like, I, I, I noticed. It was, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, it kind of, br- you know, it breaks me out of that, uh, uh, the immersion of, you know, of this fake fight. Right, right, right. Well, um, well, okay, so when Sub-Zero is finally defeated by a giant, um, shake weight that's impaled through him, uh, <laughs> so we end up, <laughs> I don't know why I made that reference, that's a terrible joke. Uh, now we have a, um... Uh, the one standout from this movie, like that's not like in terms of special effects, that's not CG. It's practical effects. Is Goro? Goro's in the movie. Who's Goro? Uh, imagine a man with four arms. That's Goro. <laughs> that's, so that's so he's uh, he's Spider Man when he very uh, ugly man. Uh, when he takes oh when he took the serum to try to reverse the effect of oh, his superpowers, yeah. and he ended up growing two extra arms underneath right. his normal arms, so he look, had six look, arms. Yep. Look, I wanted to simplify things. You just made it so, like significantly more complicated. <laughs> so the weird thing is, in in the mythology, Goro is half man, half dragon. I don't know any dragon dragons <laughs> with four arms. Like, uh, like, what the hell were these guys thinking when they came up with this backstory? 
You're forgetting my only about thought the, is that you're forgetting about the little arms in that long stretch of a dragon. You know, they're like little like T Rex arms. The T Rex arms, oh, of course. <laughs> my my only my only thought is that poor woman. That poor woman <laughs> had to give birth oh. to or or not even give birth, conceive. <laughs> well, uh, before we get to the Gora fight, you're forgetting about one very important fight. It's um, the twelve like martial artists that get thrown onto rocks, cut after cut after, <laughs> oh, cut, after, cut, after sure. cut after cut after cut after cut after cut. I think one of them was at Boone. I think yeah, I one of them was God, at Boone. Like, I thought it, it, it was it was because I, I I look I was it's really quick right, but like it's just, this is not me doing research. Like, it was just me like looking at these actors' faces. I'm like, oh shit, I think that's Ed Boone. Um, Ed Boone is the the creator of Marshall. Well, him and something Tobias. Whatever. I fucking man. I am I am the biggest nerd apparently. <laughs> I think so. Um. Anyways. Uh. So yeah. Like the Goro fight. And the reason why like we you should even talk about this at all. Uh. Talk about Goro. I, I mean, is because I mean, yeah. There is a person inside that Goro suit, but for the most part, it's an animatronic. Questionable. That whole thing is not. Well, it's a puppet, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So like. That thing is an animatronic, so a lot of it is, you know, like, it's not, like, we're talking about animatronics in the 90s, you know, like, especially on a low-budget film. Apparently, this is one of the more um, complicated animatronics at the time, but that thing would just break down all the time. So, imagine having a complicated piece of technology that you're going to put in a fight scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, things are going to get even more fucked, you know, fucked up. And there's a later scene in the movie, uh, sorry to interrupt, um, later scene in the movie where Goro kind of fights Johnny Cage, but, you know, like, it's not, that's not really a fight, you know, like, uh, this fight where he fights, uh, I believe it's Art Lean. Art, yeah. Um, Yeah, Art, uh, also who's not a character in the movie, (laughs) the the actor's name is, uh, in the games, uh, the actor's name is Kenneth It should have been Stryker again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's always stri- it's just a striker for every non non major yes. character. Doesn't matter if he died in the other fight. Just bring him <laughs> back. Right. So like this particular fight is actually way more I can imagine would be way more taxing for the for the animatronics. Right? Because you well, know like you actually have to make this thing move around and actually punch and kick and you know like engage with the the actor. Yeah. Right. So what I found out is there really is a guy in a suit with the animatronics laid like on top of him to you know give him the extra arms and they were saying that uh basically they would give him a tube of air before they would start mm-hmm. filming. They would pull the tube and he would only have maybe 1 to 2 minutes tops to be in that suit before they had to take it off because then he just couldn't breathe. Jesus. <laughs> so like they Jesus. they really had to you know uh maximize the shots and like how how long the takes they could have used because otherwise you would have just had a guy in a uh, heavy animatronic suit just pass out after like the two minute mark of filming it's amazing right. in hindsight after you say that because of how much how many times you get to see goro in all of these different um interactions with people and fighters and um even yeah. just like plot development um and not to mention yelling consistently for like 30 seconds at a time for no reason (laughs) there's literally just got to be a compilation somewhere out there on youtube of just him screaming all the time it's (laughs) it's great (laughs) yeah like in in terms uh, of fights like you know nothing really to write home about but it's just kind of impressive that you know in this day and age this would just be a, a, a cgi uh fight it'd be some guy <laughs> fighting against some guy in a green suit and that would be it <laughs> right 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 well i mean yeah like uh, i mean if the if the what the mummy returns decided to use the uh like as practical route for for the, the scorpion, scorpion king? king oh man 
this would be the way that I would imagine because he actually kind of like makes me think about him sometimes, like in terms of like the look and, and feel of like what I imagine the scorpion kick to look. Like watch this this particular uh, any scene with Goro in this movie, and you can see like how the the wonders of practical effects. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, they're wonky; they didn't work all the time. But if you could perfect that somehow, like that will work way better than the the fucking result that you got in that that what is deemed the worst CGI ever. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that kind of ends the Goro fight. I don't think there's much else to, to really add to it. There is a later fight in the movie where uh, Luke Cage defeats uh, Luke Goro. Cage? No, oh, God, I knew I was going to make that flip once. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the Marvel Universe gets involved in this somehow. Johnny Cage gets involved in this somehow. Uh, he, he fights uh, Goro in a non-fight. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's exactly non-fight. that's exactly what it is. It's a non-fight. He, he literally punches him in the nuts. And then pushes him off a cliff. It's Mortal Kombat four all over again. Huh. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. People love that joke. Uh, you know, like, oh, you know, those are five hundred dollars glasses. I don't care. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. That's great. No, no. no I, like in terms of because, like, I mean, I'm in it for the fighting. That is like it, Johnny Cage wins by being a coward. I don't like that. <laughs> well, well, he, <laughs> that, that, he, he does it. it. I mean, it, it's tactical. He did something that nobody expected. He shocked and awed his opponent. Shocked and awed. Next time I punch somebody in the balls, I'm gonna be like, "That's shock and awe tactic." Right <laughs> it's it's totally with the rules, totally. But he did. I mean, this that's. That, but he did it so sorry, well. Sorry. He he did a split, which I think made that little scene just because it was like he put effort into it. It wasn't just like punch. All right, peace out. Like nah, he's right. like. You know, well, you that, you know that's shot. the move from the video yeah. game. He goes into yeah. the split and punches yeah. him in the right. Yeah. And, and well, yeah, well, this is all going to come full circle because that move is from the video games. That that move in the video games is from Bloodsport. And who was supposed to play Johnny Cage in the movie? Jean-Claude Van Damme. Mm-hmm. But he turned down the role because he was like, I am too busy turning down other roles like the, <laughs> the villain from Predator. So, uh, you know, like I, I am too, too good for this movie. Um, yeah, but you know, like it, it's kind of funny because, like, because like watching that, like when he does the split and he does the punch, I'm like, oh, that's clearly a blood sports reference. Um, okay, you yeah, then he just defeats him in a, yeah, and then he defeats him in a super anticlimactic way, and then uh, we got the reptile fight. Hooray! Uh, Mark, is this the other fight that you liked? No. What are you talking about? Stop. Oh, you said you have two fights that you liked in this yeah, movie. Yeah, no. I'm curious. It, it's, it's the final fight. <laughs> the final fight with Shang Tsung? Yes. I know. I know. I know. Oh, okay. Then you guessed wrong. Yeah. <laughs> the, other, the other added fight in the movie was Liu Kang versus Reptile. Imagine if the last uh, fight with Shang Tsung was the added fight. Like, that would have been, oh been a weird test screening. Like, he doesn't even fight <laughs> Shang Tsung. <laughs> he yeah. just goes there and he wins for some reason. <laughs> Look, this this tournament already has like really stupid rules, so I, I wouldn't be surprised the test screening would be like that. Well, okay, so originally I'm wondering what the test one was going to be like, right? So um, actually, no, it's not it's not hard to imagine it, right? So uh, Liu Kang just notices something really weird, and he walks up to a wall, and then he and then Robin Show, who plays Liu Kang, just grabs the air, and then they just have to CGI in the the, the reptile character while he's you know like acting like he's actually holding something. Right. Uh, and then Robin Show just chucks uh, the CGI nothing at this carcass at the floor at this carcass, and I guess that's where the the test run would have ended. Was like like the the this thing got hurled so hard it died on impact. Right. Really? So and in, that in, would... in my mind that 
this whole sequence probably didn't happen. They probably just went straight to see uh, Katana. Yeah, because, well, it's reptiles in the, the movie previously, like, in a, a little bit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, you're, the movie oh so you're saying, like, this would have been his end. He threw him down, and then that would have been it. It's a yeah, loose yeah. end. Uh, that's my Okay, imagine. okay. Yeah, they, okay, okay. I, I see what you mean. Yeah. All right. But, right, because like, why would they introduce the character and then not have a resolution for that that clear villain who's you know obviously going to die? Right. To be okay. fair, so, like, yeah, in my yeah, mind, makes sense. to be oh. fair, all those scenes though are so minimal and irrelevant, where it would not take a lot of time to shoot to make right. and sprinkle it throughout the movie to make the final reptile fight scene. Right. Well, they they wouldn't they wouldn't be able to get Tagawa back together for that scene again to be like, hey, you're in this one. You're, we need to come make you come back for this this set mm. just to introduce this one character. They probably for cost effective purposes they would have been like Robin Shu, come back. Deleted also, uh, Ray Park, Ray Park, who plays Reptile, come back. Uh, you know, like you, have, you know, like rather than like, three actors come back on set, you know, only get two. Mm. You know, it's cost effective. Um, so, like my theory is, you know, he just grabs Reptile, like the Reptile CGI, and just hurls him to the ground, and it would have hit some sort of hard object, and it would have died on impact. Uh, but I don't know, Zero. Uh, I, before I continue, uh, you're about to say something. Uh, what were you saying before? Uh, I was probably uh, I was trying to I was thinking that maybe they the way he killed Reptile is probably how he really kills him in the end of the fight. Like maybe he really just smashed him. At, mm. If you think about it, because at, at the end of this fight, he goes up to it and just like steps on it. So maybe oh, it was I that. See. Maybe it was. Maybe they just sandwiched in. Uh, you know, the fight oh. in between those two elements. Maybe. Maybe. Good point. That is a that is a very good theory. Um, right. Right. Well. Okay. So like, yes. Uh, the beginning of this and the end of this, it, like, he reptile in this movie is represented as a literal reptile. If you could just look past the fact that it's like looks worse than Toy Story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, worse than Toy Story uh, CGI. Um, but like, there's a moment where like this thing falls into a carcass that's just lying on the floor or some sort of statue and then it turns into an actual human it doesn't make any sense <laughs> but it's, it makes it's fine no sense. it's perfectly fine it, since we got this fight yeah that's fine like Ray, we got ray park in the movie was shit it, was man. it really like, ray park we, we got, we, reptile i believe so oh shit unless i'm, I'm misremembering this uh but, 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 just to make sure that i am not keith cook misquote no at least according to imdb <laughs> <laughs> I, I have the page open too. I, oh shit! Okay, I thought it was Ray Park. Oh, maybe he's in the sequel. He is in I the sequel. Know. Whatever. Ray Park is in the sequel. Yeah, oh, that's okay, probably gotcha. why. Okay, so yes, yeah, so uh, Ray right, Park right. is in the sequel as Reptile mm-hmm. when he fights Raiden. That's probably gotcha, where you're, gotcha. Okay, you're crossing your interview. right. Yeah, you know, I'm clearly thinking of the better of the two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yes, Keith Cook. Sorry about that. Uh, Keith Cook uh, plays Reptile. Uh, as a human form, obviously he's not. Keith Cook is real. He's not made at CG. Uh, in this fight, uh, and this is the added fight that um, apparently uh, you know, like is worth Robin Shu getting his ribs broken over, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, because there's one particular uh, sequence or one particular stunt wherein uh, Robin Shu gets hurled towards a pillar like many many times. His whole body gets like just fucking chucked at it. And in one of his interviews, it, it, apparently after his after repeating the stunt ten times, where his body gets uh, like hurled towards it, he actually fractured like two ribs. Yep. Uh, that you know, like while hitting the pillar, and that's the one that we got in the movie. Yep. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. So when you see it, you know, like you actually see like the, they're, you know, like he's he's on the floor. He's like writhing in pain. It's like, oh, that's real. Well, they that's add that. They the add the actor, crunching like, sound when he hits. It's like yeah. just add insult to injury. <laughs> yep. Yep. Hey, you know, like you know, like Hong Kong actors, you gotta literally, you know, die for their art, mm-hmm. and it shows. You know, it's great. Um, <laughs> it's great. It's great. <laughs> it's great. It's great for me as an audience member. I would never do that. Like I, my insurance premiums are pretty high already. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but this this fight is great. Uh, like I actually, this might be uh, the well. I mean, this is obviously the best out of the um, uh, the reshot f- fights, obviously, because we have Robin Shu, who's you know very 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 talented in terms of you know like doing his actual martial arts and you always believe that's him because it actually is him uh versus uh you know like keith cook who i don't think was he in the movie prior to this he wasn't right no, i don't believe because so. because reptile was just you know a cgi monster CG. so i think he just got right. added as an extra right right no i mean i i like like basically everything about this this is as close to what i would hope a uh a martial arts sequence would be for um like I mean, like not to the caliber of Hong Kong action movies, right? Because like those are so much more better edited than than anything an American movie can produce. But you know, like this is pretty damn close. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I I I feel like this is almost on par in some cases. Like you you have the the camera's like a little more active here sometimes, where in like some Hong Kong films sometimes it's just you know you get the static and you get the wide. So I kind of like that the um, the camera isn't just stationary; it is kind of moving sometimes. And hearkening back to what I was saying with the scorpion fight, I like that this is just choreography of two guys constantly going at it. Like, you rarely have breaks in in combinations. Uh, There's only a few moments when you do, and that again, that's for, like, maybe doing the more fanciful things or somebody getting hurt. And then, obviously, that's where you get your your slight lull. But then it's just them Mm -hmm. constantly going forward and just throwing all these combinations and just trying to kick the shit out of each other. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I think that the mark of a good on-screen martial artist is not only obviously delivering great moves, but being able to del- uh, like receive a lot of punishment. And I feel like Robin Show in the beginning of this, like I, I think like he does a really good job of selling some of those those hits mm-hmm. or getting receiving a lot of those hits. Like he he does these really good pratfalls where he he does a cork to f- cork to face plant. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, I, I love that. Yeah, you know, like he, you know, like it's, you know, he definitely is showing off his Hong Kong roots. Mm-hmm. Um, There's this really funny moment that I don't understand, and it looks like a mistake, but I think they kept it in the movie anyway. So uh, mm-hmm. Robin Shu is standing like on top of the staircase, and Reptile jumps at him, uh, you know, to get at the top of the staircase, and he's flailing like his arms about, and then he lands, and then it kind of just keeps going with the choreography, and it almost looks like. He was losing balance as he was getting thrown up there, so he was like flailing his <laughs> arms to just you know counterbalance himself. But it, it's so right. weird; it's such a such a short moment. But that's something that always kind of stood out in my mind. Mm-hmm. Right, right, man. Like, the, like the the way that uh you know some of the actors they 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 just hit the they eat the dirt, mm-hmm. they eat the ground. You know, like I I fucking love that. Like you know, anytime there are stairs, like I, I'm just wondering like oh when are people going to when are the performers gonna land their backs on it? And there's this there's this this moment where uh, Reptile, uh, Keith Cook, he gets uh, knocked. Well, he gets uh, he gets kicked in the chin. So like, what ha- ends up happening is somehow that st- makes him do a half twist backflip onto on his back lands on the stairs, 
and you can see like there's that point of impact where like oh you can't fake that mm. <laughs> he actually did that that looks painful as fuck but i mean he gets up right away i mean obviously he yeah. didn't actually get up but you know like you know like he probably was padded to, to, to high heaven mm-hmm. um right well, i mean like i kind of wish there wasn't that uh that ballast thing in the room i mean like the environmental ad- uh, assistance you know like luke kang gets uh he gets a uh, hook kicked in the face so he hooks on he, he his Liu Kang grabs a swiveling object in the room and then he uses that as an as weapon and like I'm like I, I don't want I don't want that like that kind of like threw off the um threw off the momentum for me oh really oh, I, 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 like, I was just, okay with that because you know what you know what it is like I I get it like mm-hmm. you you can only have people fighting each other for so long sometimes you need to break things up with the environment so like I'm I'm like mm-hmm. forgiving of that for me personally sure well um Remember before when I was talking about the Sonya fight with Kano? Mm-hmm. That move that she is known for, Liu Kang or Robin Shu performs that move. Yes, I was just going to say this. that. <laughs> yeah, uh, like that's something that like, you know, like, I mean, like I said, if they got a stunt double for, mm-hmm. uh, whatchamacallit, they, 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 we could have had that. But again, you know, that was the that was when we had the test run, the initial run. We didn't have these reshoots yet. So, you know, like we couldn't amp it up as, as we uh, as we did once we had the reshoots. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like if we had that the first time around, you know, we could have had maybe a stunt double uh, sub in for Sonya and then she could have done that move. It would probably have been more fitting. Yeah. But like, um, yeah, the, uh, Keith yep. Cook, uh, maybe if it's him or maybe if he had a stunt double, hard to tell. But he gets tossed up in the air, does a full flip mm-hmm. and then face plants. And yeah, yeah that's that's in a wide there's you know that person is is taking that hit oh it's rough right right um i'm not a fan of the way this ends <laughs> no oh so so one thing i want to say is like you you know usually we say like okay how how did the hero turn the fight in his favor and i the only thing i could really see is uh reptile goes to jump kick uh, Liu kang who is on like this lower level and mm-hmm. interestingly enough uh, as Reptile is in the air, Liu Kang advances and decides to catch him in the air and then throws him. And it's upon that right. point where he now is getting the upper hand and like the fight is in his favor now. Right. So Liu Kang does... Well, he, Liu Kang does the bicycle kick. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best uh. part! That's the best part! <laughs> I used to, I used to kind of hate that because I would laugh at it all the time when I was a kid. But now, as an adult, I was like, I, I was like, this is perfect. This is like, you know, this is the grated cheese on top of the, uh, you know, the, <laughs> the Italian dish. Do you want more? Do you want more Parmesan? Do you want more Parmesan? This? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, like, it's not even that. Like, the bicycle kick, I, I forgive because I'm like, okay, fine. Uh, Paul Anderson wanted to get as much as possible from the movies. I'm like, hey, remember this? Like, let's put this in the, the from, from, from the game and put this in here. I get that, but I'm like, man, this had like throws the momentum off. Who cares? Like, I, I, but regardless, I still forgive this. What I don't forgive is the way that that we're taking this and we're using this as the quote unquote finishing move of of this fight scene because after bicycle kick, it forces reptile to do a bunch of flips out the window. Oh my god! This hole in the wall, and then he just dies. It's like what? That's how he dies? Yeah, it, it turns into kind of wuxia, like, you know, where you got the guy literally spinning on wires going from, you know, left to right. Mm-hmm. Uh, very reminiscent of those older uh, martial arts films. But it's fine. Right. You have a guy who is just bicycle bicycle kicking. And for those who don't know, it is mm-hmm. Liu Kang's signature move or one of his signature moves in the game. And imagine somebody flying from left to right, right to left, uh, suspended in the air mm-hmm. and consistently throwing kicks without touching the ground right it's well, silly it's silly it's, as all hell 
I I love that they added it in there because it's so stupid. It's it's perfect. <laughs> I dislike it for the same reason. Yeah. It's stupid. <clears throat> yeah. Um. I don't know. I, I just I just didn't like the way it ended. I, like I was I'm forgiving of it, but you know it is what it is. So Mark. Yes. Now now that we're finished with reptile. Now you can explain to me why you love the final fight for some reason. Because the song starts when the final fight starts. <laughs> oh my god, that's your, that's your reasoning? No, no. Um, it's just because, well, it's part of the reason, to be honest. If I'm really, truly being honest, music has a huge impact uh, on me when it comes to movies. Mm. Um, but yes, the music starts, and then literally the lightning, the setup, everything. Ooh, burning stuff, goblets everywhere. Oh, the, that mute that song you know there's Iconic. no way that song it cannot get you pumped and yes yeah. when they start playing it and they start you know doing their bowing poses you're just like oh shit it's gonna go down yeah. test your might yeah I, I, of course i get it and uh you know it's funny oh you go ahead what you no i was just gonna say that yeah and then when it when it starts and you go through you know like the ceremony you get through everything and then finally it's just him and Liu Kang about to square off you're like yes fulfillment finally like this is what <laughs> I've been waiting for why weren't we here quicker um right. but not not really the movie's fast enough it has a fast mm -hmm. enough pace so um and then you finally get to that like completion and the fight is long enough where I think in comparison to the other fights there's a sense of satisfaction like choreography aside moves aside uh, duration mm -hmm. or cuts aside just right. it feels fulfilling enough at the end where the right. final two main characters actually fight and beat the shit out of each other well okay you're talking about like in terms of like, like story reasons right like did you are you talking about did you like it for like the fight uh, itself well there's something to be said like, about uh, the nitty-gritty <laughs> Um, some some moves I did very much enjoy. There were a couple of sprinkled in great moves in there, um, but mostly there were a lot of facial expressions that I enjoyed because all you see is <laughs> bulging eyes and stern face. You punched me, like you know all that that whole fucking thing uh, was just so great. Uh -huh. I don't know. I don't know. I'm a sucker for that. Well, I mean, it, it, I mean, like it, I get that. Like in terms of like performance wise, yeah, like. It is fucking uh, uh, to, uh, Kari Tagawa, you know. Like he, he, I think in terms of performances, he he definitely sells it the best. Like he, he to to my, I still said it before. Like he is the definitive of Shang Tsung, mm -hmm. in my opinion. So like, yeah, I, I agree with you there. Um, you know what? Before we continue with this, do you even, did, Mark? Do you even remember that there Liu Kang fights like five dudes before that? Yeah, yeah, he should be dead like in in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> He's tired. I, I, He's done. <laughs> that lactic acid well, we, buildup, we, man. Like that's it. Whoa, 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 whoa! We don't talk about lactic acid <laughs> buildup in action movies. <laughs> Otherwise, like that, no actor would be able, no character would be able to perform after one fight scene. Too real, too real. It's like, oh, oh my god, yeah. It's like, oh god, I got a bruise. Oh, I can't, I can't continue. <laughs> uh, like I sprained my ankle. Oh, this sucks. Uh, no, I mean, like. Uh, Going off to what we said earlier before, um, you know, if, if Luke Hansi would be fighting a whole bunch of random henchmen, which literally this is what it is, like random henchmen pop up out of the ground. I am not exaggerating. They pop up out of the ground. Um, these could have been uh, Barakas or whatever that race of characters are. You know, the the, the, the Barakas, you know, like a whole bunch of Barakas. Striker! <laughs> they could have been five strikers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep bringing this guy back up. I hate this guy. 
<laughs> okay, so five Yamchas come out of the ground. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, oh, one of the actors is someone that I actually know. Um, well, not personally, obviously. Uh, but in terms of, like, movie, uh, you know, like, movie actors. Um, it's Gerald Okamura. Uh, if you guys have seen Samurai Cop, if you guys have not seen Samurai Cop. Oh, God. Mm, right, right. Go and watch Sam. Stop this review right now. Go watch Samurai Cop. That fucking movie's like my favorite ever but anyways uh gerald akimura's in the movie it's fucking great um he's one of the random yamchas or strikers <laughs> that come out of the ground um and and you know like i don't really see the purpose of this like i really wish uh it just cuts straight to the shang Tsung fight because it just kind of no so the you're movie down you're, you're thinking of it wrong so first luke kang does fight shang Tsung. the fight mm-hmm. finishes early and then he summons the other fighters uh but you know i don't want the the, the fighters <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm in agreement. I actually liked the choreography going on between uh, Robin Shu and Kari Hiroyuki uh, Tagawa, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's it's so short. Um, I think uh, may- maybe because he was an older, not not too old, but maybe because he was an older actor at the time compared to you know his uh, co-stars, maybe he just couldn't you know physically do some of the moves. I, I don't know. Although if you look at if you look at his body like physically, because you can see his musculature, he does look like he's in shape. So right, I'm a right. little curious why they didn't extend that fight because it's there's actually some really decent choreography going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm out. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, he, I mean, he clearly, uh, well, like, according to him, he he took a little bit martial arts, but I like, I don't know. I can't seem to find any ar- uh, other information outside of like this one uh, interview that he did, and you know, he said like he knows a little bit of martial arts. Uh, and like I, I thought that in terms of like what he could he showed off in the movie, uh, in, in terms of his fight scenes, like it was impressive enough. Like he doesn't throw any kicks; it's all a bunch of like forearm like spinning, strikes, spinning elbows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, spinning mm-hmm. elbows, forearm strikes. Uh, like not not even really any punches. You know, like he's he's just mm-hmm. really just blocking like a, a couple knees here and there. Uh, really really simple. And then Liu Kang just immediately just says like, "No, you're gonna get a you're gonna get a fist to the face." And you don't have to do any more fighting. Yeah, uh, it's, it's it's upsetting. It's it's cut short. I mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I don't know why it's a short. Considering it's the last <laughs> fight. If if you think about it, I, I say so so many times. The last fight sh- kind of should be the best fight, or at least mm-hmm. feel uh, kind of grandiose. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, they go the psychological route. Yeah, and he has to uh, you know f- uh, face your enemy, face yourself, you know, face your demons, uh, all that kind of stuff. So. That's right. kind of where the rest of the movie goes at this point. Right. Well, I, I like the cinematography that they use for his fight. Um, I like that they, you know, like it's, it's somewhere in between a close up and a mid, you know, somewhere in close. But like also, like it's almost like a, a semi orbital camera. It's, it's yeah, just like it's, it's like, yeah, it's circling around them as they mm-hmm. are both throwing circular, you know, mm-hmm. movements. It's great. There's right. a lot of symmetry to it. It's just very short. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's the unfortunate thing. Unless you want to count once uh, all the Yamchas, all the strikers are dead. Uh, they just I, I don't want to count that because it's so lame. They how the <laughs> hell is he defeating these guys with like broadswords or samurai swords nope. or you know like double double edged weapons? Uh, no, <laughs> right, right. Years so old. come on. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. So like once uh, uh, Liu Kang gets up there and he confronts. The Shang Tsung, uh, you know, like it, it's basically. I don't even count. Like, do you even count this as a fight? It's, it's not really. Like, they don't really. No, I, 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 
I feel like this last bit of choreography that I'm hark, you know, I'm kind of uh, dwelling on is pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like all, all they really do, like they do a, a like a couple small things here. Like there's nothing, there's no extended choreography. It's just Luke. It, it's more like for dramatic purposes, right? So, yes. so like yes. Shang Tsung is putting him in, his, basically putting Liu Kang in his place. Liu Kang overcomes it, and then we get a stage fatality. Yeah, and that's the movie. That <laughs> is oh it. no, no, that that is not the movie. You then we get the set children. up. The children. The children. Wait, wait, wait. The, 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 the running children because they're happy. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got saved. <laughs> no, no, no. What, what we should really focus on are the, um, is the fact, like, the sequel baiting. Uh-huh. <laughs> because uh, all the characters, they stare at the sky as it's thundering. Uh, and you see a really bad, really bad CGI Shao Kahn being, oh, you know, like, I'm going to invade Earthrealm. And then Christopher Lambert's like, not on my watch or whatever the fuck he says. <laughs> I don't think so. Or, you know, like, uh, you know, like, I'm going to get you, some... sucker. <laughs> yeah. Like, like send all the strikers you want. <laughs> and then, uh, they all put in, go into their fighting pose and then the credits roll and that's Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that, that, and then a, a Mortal Kombat annihilation happens. And oh. then all the actors are replaced. <laughs> Even the director is replaced. All, all but two uh, actors are replaced, to be fair. All but two actors, Katana and Liu Kang. Uh, mm-hmm. a, a Katana and a very reluctant Liu Kang. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, well, I don't know if we want to ever talk about Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Uh, Zero and I watched that. Oh, I love also that. Also, recently. <laughs> oh, I, I'm. Okay, this is going to tie into my recommendations. I'm still going to recommend Mortal Kombat Annihilation more than Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Ooh, that's rough. Yeah. All right. So okay. Uh, let's be a little more serious, but a little bit more in depth too. I um I didn't like Mortal Kombat when I was young. I this again uh, for everything you could quote from the. You could earlier. have fooled me based off of all this information you know about it. Seriously. <laughs> uh, let me continue. Let me elaborate. All right. Uh, so I didn't like the original movie too uh, too much when I was young, but now that I'm a fully grown adult, I appreciate action uh, action choreography. I appreciate fight choreography, stunt work, uh, whatever, whatever. You know, we have a fucking podcast for a reason. Um, but uh, I don't know. There's something about the movie that just seems like uh, like like if I ever really want to watch uh, this movie again, um, you know, like uh, like the movie of this caliber again, I'll just watch Into the Dragon. Like I appreciate Enter the Dragon a lot more. It's just because like I. You know, like we don't have all this clear-cut references to the game that, like, like unless you are a fan of the games, you will be able to appreciate. Like, I'll just watch Enter the Dragon for the same, for you know, to fulfill the same purposes without feeling like I need, um, uh, not not backstory, but like a frame of reference. There you go, frame of reference. Um, but however, I will give it a. I'll throw a bone in there and say, like, I like this movie a hell lot more than I originally did. Um, oh, and I is that is that a first? <laughs> is that a what, first? What do you mean? No, because usually, uh, yeah, I mean, I can't remember any time you said, I hated this when I was younger, and I like it now. I don't think you've ever said that before. Oh, I don't like it. I don't I don't like this movie. <laughs> I think it's okay. I think it's an okay thing. No, no, but, that, that's but, why I want to well, get to it. So what I'm saying is, like, your your opinion has swayed, at least in the positive, now that you've rewatched mm-hmm. it. Right, well, because I'm, I'm so appreciative of this movie that it swayed me enough. But... Mm-hmm. 
overall, I don't like going back to this movie. <laughs> okay. Like I like because I you know because like if it comes boils down to it, uh, you know I feel like there's enough movies out there that I can you know, like, like if I'm gonna go back to it, like I wouldn't go back to this one. It's progress. Uh, we're making progress here. We're making progress here. <laughs> I mean, I'll choose this over Beverly Hills Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, Robin shoes no Gobe in this movie. But <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, no, but I, I, okay, uh, it's it's not just me being like overly lenient. Like, I actually appreciate this lot mo- movie a lot more. Uh, I, I mean, unfortunately, I feel like uh, I'm just riding the high of like going through all the behind the scenes and see the making ofs of this movie that I feel like I'm, you know, like just going to give a biased answer into thinking like it's better than it is. I think generally speaking, I think the movie's just okay. Uh, I'm far more appreciative based off of like what they say that the, um, you know, like the struggles were with making the movie, like how the, this, the obstacles that they overcome to make the movie as good as it is. But overall, I, I'm like, I, I don't know, like, it just feels like another video game movie to me. Uh, it's a little bit more, it feels like they put more effort in this than, like, say, Street Fighter, which I will dog on any day. I love that um, movie. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cover that instead uh, next time. In summation, I think the movie is better than I originally thought um, as full, fully full, fully full forms adult. Um, it's not amazing, but it's, it's, it's okay. It's an okay film. And um, I, I'm highly recommending watching this movie without the context. Just like when you're playing the game, it's like you just go into versus mode. You don't need to know the story. Just <laughs> that's basically what this, the, like my experience is. Like, I can appreciate this movie, uh, the, the fight scenes without the, the context around it. Um, yeah, I don't know. That, I think that, that sums up everything. Uh, Mark, what is your thoughts on this? Oh, boy. That was not fun. Um, greatest movie ever made. Uh, you know, <laughs> Nostalgia Supreme. Soundtrack. Phenomenal. Um, <laughs> highly recommend, everybody. No, just kidding. Uh, actually, no. I'm no, not, I can't tell I'm if not, you're being I'm facetious. Not even, I'm not even really kidding, to be honest. Um, the Nostalgia definitely kicks in uh, kicks the movie into overdrive and it becomes just something else and you just want to enjoy it you love it regardless of the campiness of the um you know the cuts the approach the choreography the actual um fighting ability of any actor that is involved in this film um in the end i mean i think as a standalone no nostalgia no reference to the game or any knowledge of the game it stands alone as like a mediocre okay movie (laughs) in in some regards like it's it's not a so bad it's good but it's like okay we had a fun time here i can go home happy like um but then when you like it's it's like you're bored kind of movie um oh god yeah but but it's it's good it's good and i say that like very satisfactory kind of good and then the fact that it's all just mortal combat just i'm just like yes yes to all of it (laughs) i want more (laughs) interesting that's really what it is and and what i said about the soundtrack about um the characters fights whatever um (laughs) the fact they alluded to a sequel and all of that i think they had grander plans in the grand scheme of things um, I don't think it quite worked out the want the way they wanted it to, but um, I why we had a masterpiece sequel. <laughs> but I'm actually satisfied with with the first one, and then the second one. That'll be opinions if we ever do the second one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
that's me. Highly recommend. All right. Would you re- so would you recommend the movie as a? Let's say recommending the movie as a whole. Like you don't just I, watch the fight scenes. No, 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 no. As a whole, absolutely as a whole, mm-hmm. not for fight scenes. Um, because if you do for fight scenes, you're like, what is this? Like this is dumb. Um, right. No, definitely the whole yeah. movie. Um, and I think a lot of people should watch it because it's it's pop culture. It's um a piece of <laughs> it's you're gonna cinematic hate history. Yes. <laughs> This is like the Beverly Hills Ninja episode all over again. Oh, I don't agree, can, but okay. Can we just say every movie that Will hates is like cinematic history? <laughs> yes. <please. laughs> all right, Zero, do you Zero think it's cinematic part. history? I don't know if I would go that far, but I'm pretty much in the same sentiments as Mark. I, you know, I grew up with this film, so I have nostalgia for it. <laughs> Watching it again, okay. I can see everything that's wrong with it, but I, I think it's a competently made film considering how weird the source material is uh, yep. you yes you have enter the dragon but you have characters with superpowers essentially so it right. it could have been a fucking disaster and somehow it all comes together and you know i think mm. the box office speaks for itself and i think the fact that it is pop culture now does speak for itself too because I, I, a lot of people know this movie like uh, oh yeah whether they like it or not you know that doesn't matter because yes people know the mortal Kombat movie yeah. uh, right. so yes i recommend the movie uh i think a lot of the exposition dumps uh kind of drag a little bit but you know that's fine you kind of need them and i think you can i think you could just watch the movie uh i like the scorpion and i like the reptile fights thankfully those were reshot or those were shot extra and added in because those are definitely the best. Uh, yeah, I just I recommend this all around. Uh, but I I think I am kind of biased because I have a lot of nostalgia for it too. Yeah, right. Uh, overall, I, I I do agree. It's probably one of the better video game to movie adaptations. Although that's a very low bar in my opinion to, to set. <laughs> I I mean like it's better than Annihilation. I mean, but that that's like a, an objective truth. It's a much better movie than uh, Annihilation. But going back to what I was saying earlier, I will recommend Mortal Kombat Annihilation over this movie any day because that one, like, that amps up the cheese. It amps up yeah, the yeah. craziness. Annihilation it's so is so entertaining. Like, you, you gotta watch Annihilation with like a bunch of friends because you oh, yeah. you just laugh at it. That's that's where the yeah. good times come from. I remember watching Annihilation by myself and just being so confused by what i was you know what i just witnessed yeah like all the you see like this is what what happened annihilation is what happens when you take like fanboyism like video game fanboyism and just take it too far because like that's what paul w sanderson wanted to make sure that didn't happen with the original movie was making sure that you know uh you know like it, it's it's a movie first and then video game tribute or um homage homage i guess second right whereas annihilation is just like let's just take everything from the fucking video games and just throw it in here yeah yeah they were <laughs> like, they were way too it. ambitious with uh the yeah. sequel and apparently there was supposed to be even more fights there uh, a lot of the choreography is supposed to be even longer and they just ran out of budget they ran out of time they they went too big and then they realized like oh shit we have to scale back like everything yeah right well but yeah anyways you heard it here everybody two out of three says go to blockbuster and get yourself a vhs tape (laughs) (laughs) okay uh bottom line i still recommend annihilation because it's like you know the first movie is just like it's a hit or miss depending on the person who's going to be viewing it uh you know like i 
if you're like us, you might appreciate it for the action. You know, it's a hit or miss. You know, like if you're not, you don't view action the same way that we do. But the second movie, if you just love so bad good movies, you're definitely going to have a much better time with Annihilation because that movie is fucking insane. All I can say is there is one Sh- Shao Kahn makes that fucking movie. That mo- it's so good. It's oh like, God, the actor playing—I don't even know his name. He Brian Brian he Simpson. Uh, Brian is not a good actor. I'm so sorry I said that, <laughs> but just his delivery on. Every oh no, line you're not to say really it. Bad. No, his acting is glorious. <laughs>